What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the UFC card going down this weekend in North Carolina, headlined by Jarzino Rosenstrike taking on Jalton Almeida in the heavyweight division. And before we get into this week's card, I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? Very, very well. Uh, Gemini season, as you know, is approaching. So I'm very busy right now. I'm trying to trying to line up all my moons and all my suns. Uh, and then, yeah, we had a good event last week. Saw saw the uh, the champ stay the champ. But uh, but yeah, just keeping busy, trying to you know uh, make uh, anything out of these weak cards that they're they're delivering in the month of May uh, here. So I I actually like the Bellator card this week a little bit more. Um, overall, I think there's some more opportunities there. But we're here. Talk UFC, talk through some of these fights, you know, a bunch of tape on all these guys. So it's not many, many newcomers other than the first fight of the card, I guess. And then uh, like that Pete, you know, Pete Rodriguez and stuff like that. But he's got a few fights. So at least that's one positive. You see, look at me being positive. Yeah, you call you said it's a bad card. I made the mistake of tweeting about how it's a bad card and got fucking 50 people or like. You're an idiot. It's a good card. Um, but I mean it's listen, it's not the worst. It's just a very you do it to yourself. You can't even know, be mad at those I know, people. I know. You I can't, can't even be mad it. at those people. I can't believe it. I forgot. I hadn't done it in a while, bro. I forgot that I would that 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 people would come out of the woodworks disagreeing. Um but that's what happens when you're as popular as a, tw- a Twitter. Yeah, you just had to get that off your chest, though, right? You really needed to let right. everybody. Nobody else thought that, Martian, right? You're the only person that thought that. So you, you're, you're like, hey, guys, look look at this great. I tape. felt bad for the people look, of North Carolina, look, bro. They got screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But let them be get, let them get screwed, bro. The fuck you care? Well, I mean, if you, yeah, you're, I mean, you're a Philly fan. You're a Philly sports fan, bro. You don't give a fuck about the people of North Carolina. All right. Stop pretending like you do. They um the last time they were there was I remember Curtis Blades was headlining versus somebody um I'm pulling that I'm pulling this shit that's up when, right that's now that's when that's when fucking uh Derek Lewis knocked him out. No, he beat um uh Junior Dos Santos. Oh fuck! Yeah, that was your Kiesa RDA, bro. That was one of your defining moments in the MMA that was, betting. That community. was a massive yeah. When these guys are like yeah RDA fuck yeah minus laying two forty two sixty yeah go could be suck my dick. <laughs> um well uh last week was a successful one for me um was at the fights you know pretty pretty good card overall had a good time watch with my boy coco saw some other uh you know good guys danny lags looked, john star john kelly looked like a good time that looked like marcus a good time. it was yeah yeah i ran into some people um some people were asking about you and I told them that when Ozzy goes to an event, he likes to have an experience, and he just didn't feel that uh, that Newark could offer that experience that he requires. So I was I, right. Hey, I, I was right. I was right. right. Yeah, I, I don't. I, don't I was think it. You're right. John Starr t- told me said that he it took him like three hours to get home. It would have took me like three hours to get home too. No, no way, dude. Not for I love Aljamain Sterling, bro, but I'm not getting back home at like five a.m. four thirty. Yeah, Aljamain's Aljamain's entrance, it it was hype. It really was. Um, But uh, I I thought the main event in terms of like excitement of it, watching it live, wasn't that great. It was, you know, fun waiting for the decision to be read. I honestly had the fight for Henry. Uh, obviously not complaining you had too much you had a five that. nothing you had a five nothing right? <laughs> yeah with a few ten eights thrown in there too yeah, um 
Um, but yeah, I, I got uh we got a little lucky on Aljamain. Uh I, I won the head to head on Yan Shannon. Sorry to let Ozzy and Minabe yeah. down there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and then uh the other good call I had was uh was the Jordan Gracie fight going the distance. Jordan uh, Bilal, Bilal uh showed Bilal. out well. That was confident in that one. Confident in that one going the distance, but honestly, didn't even um didn't even bet it as heavy as I should have. But um Pork, how, pork, pork. Yeah, how funny was that shit? Bro? I was just going to mention that shit. Pork, well, a few that, funny fights. Holmes Ribeiro was funny. Amazing. Holmes, Ikram. <laughs> and then Braxton just laying an egg out there. That's, yeah, that was crazy. All right, let's, um, uh, let's, get, let's move, get into this week, though. Wait, last thing I got to say is, is, is Hicks and Gracie is uh, not proud of Crone, oh, bro. There's no uh, way. that he, he embarrassed the family out there. He no, embarrassed the family. I think, I think, honestly, he just want to get out of his contract. He's like, yo, I'm going to go. He's going to go fight for, like, Nate Diaz. He's going to go do some shit over there. That would be funny if he, if, you see, he's going to end fight. up being, he's going to be end up in some boxing thing. He should but, go back to jujitsu, bro. Well, like, I agree. I I, I agree. I agree. I would love to. I actually, that would be a great. That's a great idea, Martian. He should be in some of those jujitsu men. He should. He right. should run it back with JT Torres. That would be a great. I mean, match. like he, he clearly doesn't understand the whole striking and wrestling type of thing. So I think JT. Would, I think JT would smash him if they. If they. If yeah. Now. Now. Oh, nowadays, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he destroy him. Um. But yeah, let's get into this card. Um, just like we're talking about high level grappling, there we're starting things off in the women's bantamweight division. Jessica Rose Clark taking on Tyanara Lisboa. The odds for this one, um, heavily bet line here. Lisboa now the favorite minus one twenty one. Jessica Rose Clark plus one hundred one. This line has flipped the past few days. Um, uh, you know, pretty much the right after the fights last uh last week uh JRC minus 155 and just gets completely flipped uh to dog here and i think the line movement is is correct honestly i mean anybody who is c- contemplating betting Jessica Rose Clark i mean you really have to rewatch some of her recent fights um and just see how far she's fallen i actually have a very concrete read on this and i can tell you that that Jessica Rose Clark's knees do not function like they used to at all i mean if you watch her fights from four fights ago to now after her knee surgery uh she looks horrible um and she can't she can't fight behind a game plan the fights just go south right away for her uh she gets taken down easily she gets stuck on bottom uh, she's given up submission attempts and i just don't think she's comfortable fighting anymore she She's kind of like stuck uh, in this pro MMA fighter, you know, shell, and she doesn't really, you know, want to be there mentally anymore. So Lisboa doesn't look too impressive to me, but I think that she's decent enough everywhere to probably win this fight uh, and probably get the fight to the floor and probably win with some takedowns at some point. So Lisboa money lines the side, and I took some Lisboa sub at nine to one here for a bet as well. Any thoughts here, Ozzy? Yeah, interesting. I yeah, I agree with the all the kind of action overall. And I feel like a lot of times when you f- see fights like this where it kind of like stagnates here, you got a slight favorite and stuff like that. Oftentimes, if you just keep, you know, betting it a little bit more, um, I think is usually the right side. And when I say that is like, I feel like sometimes it stagnates some lines like this when you have to lay a little bit of the juice. Obviously, now you're laying like 120. So maybe you're kind of like reconsidering, but I kind of like Lise Boa. She looks not like kind of like a bit more like natural on the feet in terms of using all her tools, right? Like you see uh, her use knees, elbows, um, and you like you said, she has a little bit of jujitsu as well. 
She's also a little bit. Uh, who who's gonna have the height advantage here? What's her height at? Uh, five. Six, I think they're the same height, five six. But yeah, they're she does have height, Muay, Muay Thai experience. So you're right. She yeah. looks. She just looks like a little rangy a bit, and I feel like. She, like like we have said in the past Jessica Rose Clark fights, she's just not really doing a lot of damage. So if Lisboa is kind of just staying active, and even if Jessica Rose Clark is trying to close the distance, I think uh, Lisboa is probably more likely to be scoring. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so I kind of like her as a bet. I think the biggest risk of her losing is maybe Jessica is taking her down and is able to stay on top well. But, uh, but I like Lisboa as well, so I'll definitely be picking her. All right, that'll move us along. Welterweight division now. Gabe Green taking on North Carolina's own Brian Battle. And we have minus 129 for Gabe Green, plus 109 for Brian Battle here. Another fight with uh, some pretty back-and-forth line movement here. What are your thoughts on this one? Fight between two guys. I've, I've bet a lot of their fights. I bet their fights very often. So I, I, ha I think I have a pretty good read on them overall. They're both volume-based strikers. You know, Obviously, Brian Battle is down at 170 now. So maybe his his power uh, carries a little bit better than it did at 185. Obviously, you got that knockout of Sato, but you know you hit anybody with that kick, doesn't matter what weight, they're gonna move down. Um, so he's got a reach advantage here. He, this is a hometown fight for him as well, um, and he's just pretty well rounded. Obviously, the grappling, you know, he not is just was just way too much for him to handle. Um, and he, but that dude is just an animal, and obviously, Gabe Green has shown some vulnerabilities sometimes with the grappling he's still crafty he's not bad you know in at his jiu-jitsu at all but sometimes it's like being more crafty than a guy but sometimes he goes for like high-risk maneuvers i feel um that could get him reversed or you know stuff like that so um I, it should be a close fight overall but i do lean the brian battle side at the plus money side uh plus money i just think he's maybe more of a consistent striker um, can avoid maybe some of the pressure that Gabriel is coming at him with. Um, but I have, I, I, I thought I was, thought I was going to like this uh, play a little bit more, but I cooled on it a bit. But I did take some plus 115, but I don't, I, I don't think I'm looking to add any more though. Um, but I, I will take Brian Battle in this fight. Yeah, I'm just pretty confident this is going to be a close decision here. I mean, both these guys' fights uh, typically play out pretty close. Uh, neither one of them is, is, known for really pulling away um we have seen some of them we have seen them finish guys at times uh and it's typically both they win the fights in the same way where they struggle a little bit early and then because they have good cardio and they they stay resilient in fights they're able to work their way back into it but um to me looking at the the prices uh the guy who just got dropped two times by low johan lionese is the favorite uh, and to me, I could not lay juice on Gabe Green, uh, knowing that that just happened. I mean, Lionese is terrible, and if he, he had any bit of of cardio, he would able been able to continue winning that fight. But you know, he was just easily outstriking Gabe Green early on there, and that's a guy who's slower than Green, who's less experienced, uh, who's just very wooden. And seeing that right there, it just turned me off of Green at all. Um, Pretty confident this one's going to be a 29-28 for either guy. I think I'll go with Brian Battle to win it. The uh, the hometown scores, uh, the hometown judging could maybe help him uh, a little bit here. And I just think if this fight features any grappling, uh, I think we actually might see a little bit of a submission threat from Battle. So um, just a little more upside from Battle here. So I think uh, him at a plus number is pretty good. 
Um, I think he should probably be a slight favorite, actually. So I um, might get around a, a bet on him myself there. Um, a fight that was supposed to happen a few months back that got canceled. I'm pretty sure we talked about this one on the podcast. Uh, Gion Kim taking on Mandy Baum, minus 190 for Kim. Plus 165 for Bob. I believe last time it was booked, uh, Kim was minus 275 or something. So, what weight is this? Uh, this uh, time, what weight? 125? Uh, good question. I think it's 50. Yeah, you're right. It is 25. Okay, um, and yeah, I think what? Kim, yeah, didn't Kim just have a fight at, uh, at Bantamweight? Yeah, she went up and wait to fight Jocelyn Edwards and lost that one. Um, but I mean, I, I just think that Kim is is the the more technical striker, and that should probably win her this fight. She's gotten really unlucky with the judges historically. I mean, a lot of fights that she should have won, she lost in the judges' scorecard. So that right, that right away makes it pretty impossible for me to endorse Lang Juice on this woman, just because she has terrible luck with the judges. So she should be the better fighter by a pretty good margin, but um, you know. I don't trust her in this one, you know, did not watch any tape for this one. Sorry guys, not really scraping out the, the tape index for Mandy bomb fights. So I'm just going with a, a Kim decision as a pick. Uh, no bets at all for me there. Any, any thoughts at all for you here? I like, I like Kim by knockout five to one, something like that. Yeah. I think, I think two, three KO. I Man- remember betting them. Last Mandy time. bomb gets hit clean. Plus fourteen hundred round two KO for Kim plus seventeen hundred for KO three. Aljamain said that he sparred he sparred um with Kim and she hits fucking hard. Yeah, I mean she has good punching technique. She shouldn't you know be yeah she punch, throws to the body as punches, well you know just pinging the head back. Um, Did so, it? Yeah. And and you saw how she was getting hit by Lipsky, bro. It looked like she didn't know like punching was allowed. She was like shocked. What what is going on? And Leonardo soundly beat her too. So soundly, soundly beat her. Come on, Kim's got to get a win, man. Right. What the fuck, Kim? She, I I I hope what she does. I'm my spirits are with her, but I will not be laying minus one ninety. No, I'm big on the Koreans now, though. Yeah, they have As good. I told they have you earlier. Good attri- good attributes on those <laughs> on those people. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> Parasite, great movie too. I was just yeah talking yeah about yeah. That we one. talked about that one. Um. Next fight, lightweight division, Natan Levy taking on Pistol Pete Rodriguez, minus 230 for Levy, plus 195 for Pete Rod here. Uh, your turn to start this one off. What are your thoughts? Man, you know, this is a banger matchup. You know, obviously it fell through before. Um, You know, they had to they had to reschedule it because everybody wanted to see it. And, uh, and you know, I actually kind of like think that Pete Rodriguez could potentially catch Natan. I want, I'm just confident this fight will finish. Okay, so Pete, he's first time down at 155 here, and he goes forward and he throws, you know, big big punches, big shots. Um, so I think he will be able to get Natan uncomfortable. Um, it's just a matter of how uh, does Natan, you know, is Natan able to keep kick range when he's uncomfortable? Um, does he like go for takedowns or does he, you know, make a mistake and get uh, caught with a punch? Um. But I definitely like Pete on the money line or KO line, something like that. Uh, I just feel that potentially if he has, you know, the horsepower, he definitely has the horsepower in terms of power. But uh, if he just keeps his conditioning, you know, could keep that up, whatever it is, um, and avoid some of the grappling, uh, I think he should be able to land some good shots here. Um, I don't know the line yet. I'm going to like uh, to quiz you on it but what do you think the itd line is here my guess actually you say you're you know no, no just for the fight the fight like if two, you don't 240 
I was gonna guess like three fifty or something. Let's see what it is. Two thirty. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I agree with that. I mean, pit, uh, Pistol Pete's going to come out hot like he always does. Going to throw some hammers. Levy's boxing defense is pretty bad. Um, and Levy's probably going to be looking to tie up here, get the fight to the floor. Uh, but his top game is no good, man. He takes guys down over and over again, but he just doesn't do a whole lot. Um, it doesn't seem like he understands like risk control, right? Like he gets these takedowns and then he just lets these guys get their hand on the mat, let them stand up and he does it all over again. And the guy, luckily for him, has really good cardio so he can afford to continue to do that. But I don't know, man. I just think that early on here, Pete's going to put some hands on him. He's going to look uh, value early on. He's probably either going to, you know, beat Levy in round one or probably gas out and lose and get finished in the second half of the fight. But at over two to one, I'm down to take a stab, you know, three quarters of a unit for me on his money line plus 230 still out there plus 220 on FanDuel if you have that. Um, and I just think he's going to fight for your money early on, man. Even if he gets taken down, um, which here's the thing is we have no idea what Pete's defensive grappling looks like. I mean, all of his early fights, he just runs through the guys. His UFC fights so far have been, you know, exclusively striking. So we really have no clue what this guy's going to look like on the floor. I imagine it's not very good. But, uh, you know, if he's able to stuff takedowns and stand up here, you know, can't surprise anybody because, you know, it's a total unknown how his grappling is going to look. So I'm down for a small stab on Pete here. Hopefully he can he can bang this fool out and a pretty fun fight. there Oz, for two guys. Oz. I don't like I don't like Lovey. Um, anyway, that's going to move us on to uh, the next fight. Uh, Bantamweight division. Cody Stamen taking on Douglas Silva, Dion Drage. Um, and the line for this one is Stamen minus 140, Deandrade plus 120. So Stamen looked like good and bad in his last fight, honestly. I thought his his punching technique and his combinations overall looked better. You know, pretty tight punching combinations there. Was ripping to the body and mixing it up to the head pretty well. But then uh, it seemed like he kind of maybe took round three off or he, he was actually really tired. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was, you know, minus 350 in that fight. And a lot of people thought he lost that fight. So, um, definitely under underperforming in that last one. Uh, but, you know, going forward, I think we did see some good things in his boxing. But it seems like he's he's been reluctant to wrestle in his recent fights, which is what won him most of his fights in his early career. And now he's kind of resorted to boxing a little bit more here. So I think if he boxes with DeAndrage, he's going to be in for a hell of a firefight because DeAndrage is really good in the pocket himself. I know he's old. He's got to be what 37, 38 by now. Um, but this guy is still dangerous. He could take a shot and keep coming. Uh, he builds in the fights really well, even when he's getting out matched by guys. Who are you talking about? DeAndrage. DeAndrade, oh, okay. Douglas Silva. <laughs> what the? Um, um, but yeah, he. Um, I just think that uh, DeAndrade will have a really good time in the pocket here. Uh, I think he's probably the heavier hitter of the two. Uh, and if Stamen isn't hitting a lot of takedowns here, uh, I don't see him covering that favorite price tag. Even if he does hit takedowns, DeAndrade is not a, a bad grappler by any means. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think this fight will play out close. Uh, and I think I'll, uh, I'll take a unit on, on Douglas here at plus 135. Uh, when the fight's in the feed, I think there's good potential for Douglas to look the favorite. So um, I'm going with the old man Andrade here, uh, riding with Brazil. You got any thoughts? Douglas is freaking Jack. This guy's a mountain of a man. Um, you know, that last fight was real corny. You know, you saw he was, he was frustrated at Spinner Rooney. Uh, you know, uh, Saeed, 
he'd obviously beat both these guys. Um, but that fight is kind of kind of clouds the fact that the guy's an absolute killer and is you know he's only really lost to like the top of the division. And Cody Stamen's kind of like a point fighter fighting wrestler, which used to be cool, not cool no more. So <laughs> it used to be cool, it's not cool no more. So but I can see. Style. I could see him looking good um, in terms of, uh, you know, people feeling good about the bet. If he is able to, like, calm Douglas down a little bit and, like, maybe implement some of his grappling. But he just isn't really ever able to do that. Like, even when he gets guys like Sonya Dong and stuff like that, they just scrambles all the time. And Douglas is definitely the better. He's a pretty good, like, submission grappling-wise, like, I think he, he's hip to it overall. So uh should be a banger fight. And this guy doesn't get tired. You saw that Sergey Morozov fight? This guy's insane. He I hope he comes with a cool haircut. Yeah, I mean, this guy's gotta be in the top like point zero one percent of thirty seven year olds, uh physicality. That guy's a fucking he, that dude's a monster. And Stamen's thirty three. You know, I traditionally don't love betting on these older guys, but it's not like Stamen is is, you know, uh, in the prime of his career, he's probably at the tail end of it as well. So, um, moving on to the next fight in the heavyweight division, le- uh, second to last prelim, a fight that we also talked about once before: Carl Williams and Chase oh, Sherman. Uh, Chase Sherman very close to uh, Ozzy's heart, um, and then uh, Williams minus four ten, Sherman plus three ten. I don't know if I ever told you this, but m- I remember uh, last time we talked about this fight, my dad called me afterwards, and he's like, "I never heard you and Ozzy have that much fun talking about a fight <laughs> because we were just laughing at Carl uh, at, at Chase Sherman's misery, Chase and Sherman. then the fight gets canceled, so we get to do it all over again." So, God, what are your thoughts on man? This I I just hate Chase Sherman so much. Like, I just it's just like so funny to me. He's still in the UFC. But, I mean, if he was smart, he would have been in PFL, dude. Honestly, if he was smart. But, obviously, Chase Sherman is not smart. Um, I think he's probably just going to take it down repeatedly here, you know, a few times. And then maybe after he tires out a little bit, uh, probably maybe Carl puts some hooks in or maybe gets to a mounted position, something like that. Probably not because Carl is harmless. Um, he probably doesn't even mount his wife. Uh, so... <laughs> So, so yeah, so I think it's probably going to end, I don't know, decision. I don't, I, this is a bathroom break fight. You see, I'm, as you can see, so uh, this one, though, bathroom break fight. I don't give a shit about it. I agree. There is absolutely no rhyme or reason on predicting whether Williams will win by finish or will, will win by decision. Um, Sherman's, Sherman's not going to win. Um so it's all all of a matter. It's it's ITD or GTD, and uh, you could say uh, you could point to both ends here. You could say Sherman is absolutely terrible on bottom and seems to look to quit the second he gets put on bottom. We saw that against Romanov. We saw that against uh, who is it? Parker Porter? No, it wasn't. It was uh, Collier. Even yes, worse. Collier. Um, <laughs> just immediately, yeah, immediately yeah. gave his yeah. You, and, that and was that. a bad one for you. um anyway um but uh so like and then and then carl though is the opposite he 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 gets on top he hurts guys and then he does nothing he lays there he hurt uh what's the brisky in his last fight and and didn't finish him and it just seems that the guy wants to do nothing on top so i'll go fuck man ozzy i want you to go first pick pick itd or gtd for for itd i agree i agree because I, I, I just think the possibility that Sherman sh- turtles up and quits, um, that you know it could be over just like that. I mean, it could be a, a Parker Porter and uh, 
Braxton rerun. Um, so look out and for that. And whose fault was um, it? Why did they delay this fight? Is it Chase again? Who the fuck? Oh it? yeah, Chase, Chase. Chase was having a heart a heart attack before the night before. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope Chase is okay. I really do. Um, next fight, a uh, pretty fun fight here between two ancient guys, Matt Brown taking on Court McGee. Um, possibly one of the oldest combined ages fights ever. Uh, Matt Brown uh, is the dog plus 200. Court McGee favored plus or minus 235. Man, the action keeps coming in on McGee. Uh, you know, Ozzy and I talked about this a week or two ago, and we we're thinking, you know, uh, we were definitely obviously cheering for Matt Brown, and we we're thinking, you know, did uh. He might be uh, worth a bet here. Then the odds just keep going up, keep going up. I mean, I get it. He's 43. He, you know, has had a really long career. His chin has looked worrisome in recent years. But, I mean, at, the, at this point now, plus 200 against Court McGee, who's a fellow really old guy coming off a really, really bad knockout loss. I mean, a, as bad of a knockout loss as you could possibly have. Um I don't know, man. I, I mean, I guess Court McGee should have a wrestling advantage, should have a cardio advantage, but striking wise, I still think Matt Brown hits way harder. He's still dangerous in the clinch at distance. And I mean, this should just be uh, a dog fight for as long as it lasts. So Matt Brown, a two to one is the side to me. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this fight and I, I, I definitely was very surprised that people were as enthusiastic to take court there at the, you know, the big price. You know, obviously, the guy has good cardio, so I think people think that maybe he could wear down Matt Brown over the course of the fight. But, you know, that fight against um, Barbarina was a war. You know, that, that fight was going all over the place. Um, and Matt Brown, if you see his record, he does have a number. You remember earlier in his career, like at one point, it was like, oh, he's soft to the body, right? And then also, he has a bunch of submission losses. But he is a guy who definitely took to, like, the jiu-jitsu lifestyle underratedly. Like, people don't know this. But his ground game got a lot better. Like, he actually did train uh, a lot of jiu I don't know if he ever officially got his black belt. Um, but his ground game and his wrestling, all that has definitely improved over the course of his UFC career. So I think he's plugged up that hole. Um, and then I just feel that court, you know, obviously the last fight you saw Jermaine or, or Jeremiah took his soul, right? Knocked him out really bad. Um, before that, he fought Ramiz, who Ramiz is like a submission or bust guy. He just grinded him to bits over three rounds. It's like, is that that impressive? Like beating like a seven, eight fight, you know, nine fight guy. Um, not, I don't think so too much. Um, and Matt Brown is just so overall more dangerous. Like, you know, in the, like, court is going to be looking to close the distance. Like get close. Usually, you know, he, he to get takedown stuff like that, whatever it is. But Matt Brown loves being in that clinch. He loves kind of exchanging and he's super comfortable there. So I just feel this is much closer to a 50-50 fight. Uh, there's like there has to be a pretty decent edge here, I think. Maybe you could play Matt to finish early if you won't like, but I just think a little play on the money line here is is a nice one to have. Um, in in something where you know chin uh court's chin could be cracked. You know, I mean the guy the guy's been dead a few times, so well, you never know. So I'll 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 take uh yeah I'll I'll take my chances with the immortal one. Cause th th didn't, didn't he not only get knocked out with the punch, his head hit the mat like as hard as it could. And then um, didn't Jeremiah hit him with like oh, yeah. two more hammer fists bad, after that. I mean, that's like, that's gotta take like years off your life. Um, so Matt brought his heart, dude. Yeah. And like I said, and, even uh, though he got like, he didn't, it's not like he death gassed against fucking Brian Barbarina. No, not at all. That fight. 
That fight was if anything, who, who, anyway. who did a, a court fight before Ramiz? Who was this fight before Ramiz? Uh, fucking Silva, Claudio Silva. Right, but you see, so you got two guys. Those last two guys that he beat are shit gas tanks. You know what I mean? They have no cardio. And all those conda before that. I mean, he's they're giving him like exclusively forty year olds. That makes no sense. So I mean, like Claudio Silva is a submissioner bust guy. He he almost got submitted by him. Like, or he got hurt to the body. That fight, that fight was kind of close. Like they were going to war a little bit. So yeah, I'll, I'll take Matt Brown, dude. Yeah. Uh, Matt Brown versus uh, Eric Silva, Amazing. I think, might be like the if you're showing someone like an M- a UFC fight for the first time and trying to get them hooked, I think that might be like the best fight ever to show someone because um, the momentum swings, the the hometown crowd, the finish, everything. Um, Matt Brown's hair, G, hopefully, Eric Silva's hair whipping across his face. Great, great <sighs> point. Yeah. Um, <sighs> And then this is going to take us to the main card. Uh, we're staying in the welterweight division. Tim Means taking on Alex Morono. Uh, Morono is the favorite, minus 235. Means plus 200. Coming back, kind of, I feel like kind of a similar vibe to the last fight. Obviously, same weight class, older veteran type guys. I can't wait for this fight. This one is like a calendar type of fight mm-hmm. for me. I love Tim Means. Uh, you're trying to start two, it off. Two though. white guys, two Caucasians throwing down 170 pounds. It gets you going. Um, these are just like you, like if like these are like union fighters, you know what right. I mean? Like they just, you know, like guys in the union, they've done it for 20, 30 years. They just clock in, they clock see, out, you know? So, yeah, I mean, this fight, I don't have that great of a read on. Um, I would pick Alex Morono to get the win here. I just feel like, you know, he's more active. He kind of like, he's just throwing stuff, you know, <laughs> he's just throwing strikes a lot of the times. Um, but he also mixed in his kicks uh, okay. And then he just knows how to win rounds, honestly. Like, he, you know, I, I feel like he's very uh, he's very intelligent in there. Fight IQ is good. Um, Tim Means, you know, I feel like kind of when he, when he got clipped by, like, uh, Kevin, Kevin, uh, sorry about that, Kevin Holland, um, he kind of gave up there a little bit. Like, that Darcy, so he could have got, not that he could have got out of it, but I don't know. I didn't like his reactions there. Um, do I think this fight could play out close? Yeah. But I feel that Alex Morono, he just like quicker on the trigger, quicker reflexes, you know, looks to, to, to be more active, you know, retain good positions, even when, you know, you're in the clinch and stuff like that. And then we'll see if it if this fight goes to the ground at all. But yeah, I'm just going to pick Alex, but I will not be betting on this fight. I think I'm going to have to invest in my man, Tim. I mean, I'm a, I'm a long, long time Tim ride or die type of guy. Been betting the ITD in his past few fights, and I think that that's probably a good bet here. I mean, under two and a half plus one thirty-five. Uh, when these guys are on the feet, I mean, they're going to be landing on each other. Both guys hittable. Both guys there to be hurt. Um, you know, pretty pretty pathetic loss from Morono in his last one. I mean, I know he's going against Pons, who's a dog, uh, but I mean, dropping him in all three rounds and then still going on a lose by knockout. I mean, that's embarrassing. So. Um, I think it's kind of hard to lay the juice on Morono, just considering he he's not a finisher. He he almost always goes to the decision, right? He's just coming off a knockout, um, and he doesn't really have like any super defined advantages here. Does anybody think that Morono is like a, a way better striker than Means? Does anybody think he's his defensive grappling is definitely good enough to stop Means' takedowns? I don't. I think that Means could seemingly have a striking or grappling advantage here. Um, so I, I know Morono should should be the favorite because of 
of youth uh, and, you know, probably being a little more durable and probably have a little more reliable cardio. But I think like minus 150 for Morona would be more appropriate than, you know, 235 going out, going on 70% for Morona. So I'll take a shot on, on means here. Might even end up on uh, means and uh, and under two and a half. Um and then obviously, you know, get screwed if, if Morono decision happens, which is probably the most likely outcome here. But I don't know, man. These guys <laughs> should go to war. And I think that means uh, – I hope means fucks this guy up, honestly. The dirty bird. Mm. I, I've long, long time proponent, but his entire career might be like the – he might be one of the best stop, action fighters stop, ever. Stop, I mean, stop. no, bro, I'm telling you, best action fighters you're, ever. This guy never has born. You're going to be upset at the end of this fight. This is my prediction. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. That's okay. We're betting numbers here. We're we're trading. We're investing in stocks. Next next fight, Carlos Olberg taking on Ihor Poteria. Uh, Olberg is the favorite, massive favorite, minus four forty. Ihor Poteria plus three seventy. Uh, I said this a long time ago about Ihor before his first fight, but he is not Ukraine certified. I'm telling you guys uh, that I do not think that. Uh, I think he actually might be like a pro Russia type of guy. I don't know. Maybe I should make that claim without. Um, without the the proper evidence, but this guy, uh, I remember calling him. I remember calling him a Mozarov 2.0, and people thought I was crazy at the time. But uh, you know that might be pretty accurate after all. Um, but uh, how guys, how is Poteria going to win this fight? I mean, his his only thing he does good at MMA is striking, and he's not even that good of a striker. He's kind of choppy. He just hits hard. And Olberg should just be a much, much better striker. So unless he cold clocks Olberg and puts him out, which would be a crazy upset in my opinion, uh, this he's going to lose his fight. Um, but um, I, the only angle I could see from a betting perspective for me here would be maybe going in on that over one and a half because um, Poteria did take some massive shots from Nigga Mariano before going down Ooh. and getting TKO'd there. Uh, Nigga Mariano, okay. Nicolau Nigga Mariano. Okay. And he, uh, and Olberg, if you guys remember, gassed out real bad in that Nsechiku fight and then was kind of weary of his cardio after that in the Olberg fight, uh, or in the, uh, Chiron fight, excuse me. So I think if, if, uh, Olberg is, you know, stinging Poteria with shots, I don't think he's going to dump his gas tank and go crazy for that kill shot. I think he's more likely to pick him apart uh, and be content to take this fight into the second half if it needs to go there. So, uh, I think I'll take, uh, uh, a stab on the over one and a half year. Um, and uh, what about you? Any, any betting? Interesting. Here? Yeah. I had not thought about the over one and a half until now. That, that, that does seem, seem good to me. Logical. Um, Olberg does, does seem logical. Um, Olberg does, you know, like to keep range, right? He's a very ranging, uh, uh, kickboxer. Um, and then I think Poteria usually he fights Southpaw, right? I believe right? so. Yes. Yeah, so there's going to be a, a big range between the two guys. Um, so it could take a little bit to, to land uh, some power strikes. Maybe we see so, some clinching in here. You know, that would not surprise me. Olberg is pretty good in the clinch. Um, but I think Olberg definitely is going to win here. Um, I could see, you know, but you never know when these guys sometimes get to trading, um, you know, at this weight class. Um, but the problem is uh, Ihor, um, just conditioning looks shitty. Um, and... Uh, if Olberg doesn't finish him, I think he should be, you know, really, really, uh, he should probably do pretty well in the lat- late, uh, latter half of the fight. So I- I'm, I'm going to look at that over one and a half though as well. Sounds good. Um, 
That'll take us to the welterweight division again. Daniel Rodriguez taking on Ian Machado. Gary, uh, Gary, huge favorite here, minus 310 and climbing. D-Rod, plus 260. Your turn to start this one off. That should be a, a good fight here. Yeah, interesting one here. Nice matchup. I think appropriate step up for Ian Gary. You know, watching the Gabe Green fight, um, he looked he was pretty quick in that fight. He his hand speed is pretty is pretty good. Um, I do think he might have that advantage here. Or he, I think he probably will have that advantage here. Um just uh Daniel Rodriguez is a little bit like um a little slow, but like he's like the kind of guy when he starts getting his timing with his left hand. He's either able to catch you well, like going on the offensive, or he's really good on the uh, with the counters, kind of like where he caught Kevin Lee, I think, a few times, like you know, countering the jab with his with his own overhand left and things like that. But I think he's gonna probably have a hard time early on um, getting the timing of Ian Gary's. So I guess that's probably why um, people have steamed it so hard. But I do think that as the fight goes on, like, you know, like I said, Daniel Rodriguez is a guy who I feel his style overall, even if it has to happen, you know, a bunch of times, whatever it is, is one that usually that should get better as the fight goes on. When he makes reads, he's like more of like the traditional boxer like that. Um, he's kind of like a steady engine as opposed to uh, like super flashy. Um, but it should be a good fight. You know, I also, Ian Gary does have the grappling advantage here. I don't know how much he'll look to use it. I think he probably will at some point. Um, because Daniel Rodriguez sometimes is a little bit straightforward, and this is a southpaw versus orthodox, so sometimes you can uh, find yourself kind of like dodging a punch or you know catching one of those left you know big body kicks that the guy's throwing and getting into a takedown. Um, so but should be a good scrap. I don't mind you know playing a little bit Daniel Rodriguez. You know thinking that he's gonna get pocket exchanges and uh, and be able to maybe you know win the fight, but um. Duffy will be interested in watching this one. Um, yeah, you mentioned grappling there for Gary, but I, he should have a grappling advantage. It just doesn't seem like he wants to use his grappling really in these fights. So um, I, I think this one uh, should be a, just a kickboxing fight, um, probably a competitive one with Gary ahead. Uh, you know, he is, uh, I believe, 13 years younger. And this this fight should come down to speed, a lot of it, really. And, you know, considering Gary is just so much younger and, and more athletic at this point, um, I think that that will probably win him the fight. But um, that's, you know, going a long way from saying he should be minus 310 here. Uh, so I do think the side, uh, the betting side is on D-Rod here. I just wouldn't go too crazy you know i think you know maybe i don't know i'm not gonna tell anybody how much to bet on them but i don't think i, I would be betting him uh with with much um confidence here uh just because at the end of the day i think it will be a, a, a decision that goes to gary uh by him just being a bit a little bit quicker quicker to the punch uh and uh you know, I don't know. Uh, Rodriguez had some had some good luck with that that Jingliang decision, though. So if these are close rounds, you know, uh, you know he might get some favoritism there. It should be you know American versus uh, you know Irish fighter too in America. Maybe the crowd will have a little bit of uh, support behind D. Rob, but I doubt it. They'll probably actually like uh, Gary better uh, just because the, the 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 PR machine of the UFC. But um, that's enough about that one. Uh, I don't even know what the the props are. Um, yeah, the 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 over and the goes to distance are, are pretty are pretty favored. Um, yeah, nothing nothing stand out in terms of props there. Next fight is the co-main event on the card. It is the light heavyweight division. Anthony Smith taking on Johnny Hawker. Um, 
line for this one, pick up minus 110 on both sides, line bouncing back and forth. Man, I don't really have much concrete analysis for this one, although I just think that Walker's going to win somehow. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what logic there is behind it. Smith should be, you know, the better overall fighter, much better career. Uh, Walker still has some pretty glaring weaknesses, but I think Walker actually is getting actually a little bit better. I think he's making better decisions in the middle of the fight, and I think his skills all around are getting uh, marginally better. So um, I just think... I just think Walker needs a lot less for him to go right in this fight to win. While Smith, if he wants to win, I think he's going to need uh, sustained success to win multiple rounds. I don't. I don't think he's going to su- submit or finish Walker here. Uh, I think if if Anthony is finishing it anyway, it will be by sub. But I think that Walker's you know defensive grappling is actually getting a little bit better. We saw that versus Kudalaba. Um, and man, I don't know. I just think that uh, Walker winning this fight in hilarious knockout fashion is going to happen. Uh, and um, yeah, what about you? This uh, this this fight is too volatile to bet on. I don't see any reason for this co-main event to get any dollars. Right. Um, just looking at the, you know, maybe even the prop side of things, like the one and a half, like, you know, you would probably want to take the under, but then you know that Anthony Smith, a lot of his fights, like he, he fight, he ends up he's ended a lot of them later on in the fight um but i just i mean early on i could see obviously uh you know uh anthony smith does have some okay bot, like his he'll throw some solid you know punches early on especially and johnny walker is not he doesn't really have defense he's kind of just like he his defense is like his weird unorthodox movement but it's not very effective it's just you know, sometimes people aren't, you know, re- ready to throw the r- right combinations uh, to catch him. Um, but then also, you know, Anthony Smith, I don't like the one and a half, under one and a half because he's actually kind of like, not that he's super tough. He is tough, but like he, he doesn't really get put out clean. He'll, you know, start to, you know, pull guard and, do, you know, clinch and do all this other shit. So he's not, you know, like that. But then he also missed weight last time trying to do some bullshit. So way too volatile of a fight. Also coming off an injury, I think he had surgery. I, I remember reading something about that he had like a bad infection after the surgery too. Because right, yeah, he broke his fucking leg. Or well, actually, Conor McGregor will tell you that he did not actually break his leg, but he fractured something in his leg. And you know, he's getting up there in old in age too, man. I don't know. Um. Uh, one, one, one bet I, I will consider there is the goes the distance at plus three thirty. You were mentioning the over. I feel like if it gets to over one and a half at plus 100, then you're already halfway there to win in the plus three, 300. So, um, I might look to play that fight going long. I could see, I could see it stretching out long. Um, main event time, horrible fight. You know, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking with this fight. Jalton Almeida, Jarzino Rosenstrike, uh, Possibly the most binary fight of all time. Charlton minus 500. Jarzinho plus 375. I'm glad it's your turn to start this one off. What are you thinking about this fight as a main event? And what are you thinking about the matchup? Two of the most highly skilled guys in the division here, right? So we got the, our best, <laughs> one of our best, you know, our best KO artists, honestly. Most technical KO artist. And uh, the best grappler, jujitsu guy, you know, wrestler. You know, this dude Almeida is sick. I, how much did he weigh last time, Martian? What was his weight? Like 230? What, what is he I thought it was in? 239 or something. I'll you check pull that out. up? Yeah, pull that up when you have a chance to chime in if you can. But um, 232. 232. So he's growing. Um, 
and I like that he's kind of not going to 205. It must suck to, you know, just, you know, do that when you know you could fight guys like Biggie Boy and take the ass down and, you know, he doesn't know how to do anything on the ground. So it should be interesting in that perspective of, you know, does Jalton, does uh, Biggie Boy throw one of them uppercut? You know, like you saw that Andre Arlovsky knockout. He kind of like just was following up. He, he, Biggie Boy does throw some nice, like, arcing shots like he, how he caught a uh, sakai right with like a left hook i think it was or right it was one of the one of the sides kind of trying to run away from him <laughs> albini albini he kicked his fucking dome off nice angle there um overeem he was chasing his ass down so that's the one thing that biggie boy does do good he you know he knows how to change up the arc of his strikes uh to land um on guys so you know that that will prove important because this guy obviously is going to be diving for his legs and trying to tie him up and shit but that's it can he land some punches if not there's no way this guy is going to be on the ground and then get back up without getting submitted maybe once maybe one time but you know this is just no way i just feel that this guy's either gonna i mean it's gonna be re naked choke or something like this be pretty easy once he goes to the ground yeah, I mean, it seems like a matter of can Jarzinho knock him out before the first takedown because uh, one takedown is all it should take for Almeida. Either he's going to finish him with that first takedown or he's going to beat him up and deplete him so badly that those takedowns should just come very easy uh, from then on out. Um, I mean, it's even hard to like bet on like a... a, a a time prop for the fight, right? Cause like they have starts round two at, uh, at basically pick them. Um, but I don't know, man, it, it seems Almeida is shooting right away in these fights. And if he gets that takedown right away and he has four minutes on top of Rosenstrike, that should be all the time he needs. Um, so I mean, goes the distance is plus 800 here. I mean, that seems about right to me. Uh, I just think Almeida's probably going to finish him in the first round. I don't, I don't see any bets, um, maybe Almeida KO plus 220 because it seems like he's pretty content to just throw ground and pound on a lot of these guys instead of, of you know fishing for the sub. If he can just get that back mount and you know, Rosenstrike's done it before, he just covers up with you know both of his hands by his, his face, covering him up. And uh, it could be a TKO. I don't know though, man. This fight sucks, uh, from a viewing perspective and a betting perspective. I don't see any bets that I that I that I like on it. A- any bets at all for you? No, I'm not on that fight. Nothing. That's not that I'm playing. If you ha- if you had to force yourself to make one bet, what do you uh, think if I had be? to force myself to make one bet on that fight, it would be uh, it would be I made a TKO. Okay, it's I'm not, not laying fucking. I'm no, not no. laying juice on him to choke this dude. I mean, fuck. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's a bad. Those are those are bad options. Well, what about ends? I saw somebody mention this ends KO for for either guy. Maybe if you can get that and fade the submission. Um, they they have Rosenstrike KO round one at eleven to one. I mean, that's the only way the guy can win the fight. So, um, that might not be bad. Let's see. Um, ends KO a plus money plus one fifteen. So that's not bad. Um, yeah, sh- sh- shit main event though. Um, okay card outside of that. Um, and that'll do it, you know, getting you all out of here in about 50 minutes, uh, you know, a little bit of a lackluster card this week. What do we got next week? Oh yeah. Dern and Hill, the new main event. Fire. We will be back in action for we that got the one. Next middleweight um, champion though on the card. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that's 
Oh, oh no, right, that's yeah, the week after. Shabbat. Excuse me, that's the week after. I'm bugging you. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no I'm right. No, I'm right. It is night. That is a week after. Yeah, I think we're actually off the 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 following week after that, the 27th. Yeah. There's no UFC. There so, um, all right, fellas, enjoy the uh, enjoy Bellator fights this weekend. Enjoy the UFC fights. Hope you all win some bets. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all before the next UFC event next week. Peace out, everyone.